James 1.13 says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. It's a fact of life, folks. Everyone struggles with temptation. Everyone. Whether it's fighting the urge to eat that second piece of cake or fudge a little on your tax return or lie to your spouse about where you were and what you were doing, stealing that lustful glance, not telling your boss the whole story, temptation to sin is all around us. Well, welcome to the Point of Purity podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. This is episode 65, and in today's episode, we're going to continue our look at temptation and why we struggle so much with it. So buckle up, hang on tight, because ready or not, here we go. Okay, so you've just been tempted, and it's a big one. It's a temptation with a capital T. You tried your best to fight it. You held on for as long as you could, but you caved. Now you're struggling. You're struggling with shame, guilt, feelings of failure, doubt, self-accusation, maybe even a bit of anger toward God. Can you relate? Here's the thing we need to understand. That sin you just gave into is not the only sin you will struggle with. You see, one sin will inevitably lead to another, and then to another, and then another if you don't deal with it head on. Once you've become comfortable with a particular sin in your life, it's only a matter of time until other sin issues begin to arrive. For example, a husband who's been secretly looking at pornography on his phone or his tablet or his computer isn't only dealing with the sin of lust. By keeping it a secret, he's guilty of deceit and lying as well. If his wife suspects something and confronts him, He may choose to lie about it, possibly even responding in anger, giving in to yet another sin. And if this sin issue is not dealt with, if this sin is allowed to continue, then his battle with other sins, such as pride and bitterness and discontentment, will deepen. God makes it abundantly clear in James chapter 1 verse 15 that sin will always result in death. Think about it this way. If left to itself, the process will always be temptation, sin, death. Temptation, sin, death. Always. Whenever you sin, there is always a death of some sort that follows. Again, let's let's use the illustration of the husband who's entrenched in pornography as our example. He's battling with sin on a number of different fronts, including lust, pride, anger, controlling fear, discontentment, self-pity, self-esteem, so many more. And as a result, his sin has brought a type of death to his relationship with his wife. Well, she she may not even know it, although in my experience has shown that, that the wife usually suspects something. But the marriage has begun to deteriorate. He becomes withdrawn, self-focused, self-absorbed, He no longer reaches out to her. He's not as caring for her and loving for her the way he used to. Their physical relationship has begun to die. This, in turn, causes her to withdraw, and eventually it destroys her love for him. Yet another death. You see, sin will always result in some kind of death. 
something is always destroyed when we choose to sin. I think too often we're guilty of listening to the lies of the enemy as he whispers in our ear, come on, give me a break. I'm just human. Hey, nobody's perfect. (laughs) I'm always going to struggle with sin anyway, so why fight it? Why not just enjoy it? Oh, my friend, all believers, including you, including me, all believers have the ability to say no to temptation. Titus chapter 1 verse 2 and Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18 tells us that God is not a liar. God does not lie. God cannot lie. So I want you to think about this. God, who cannot lie, tells us in Scripture that we can do all things through Christ because in him we find the strength to accomplish it. Okay, where does he say that? Look at Philippians 4.13. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, we read, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. 2 Peter 1.3. Are you catching this? God, who cannot lie, promises us that no temptation has seized you except what is common to man, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. 1 Corinthians 10.13 So listen, don't you ever, ever let the lies of the enemy convince you that you cannot have victory in the face of temptation especially over the temptations that that so easily entangle you, because God says otherwise. All right, now, I can hear the argument going on inside your head right now. Listen, there is no, but Steve, you just don't understand. There is no, but but Steve, my situation is different. Uh Uh-uh. Remember what 1 Corinthians 10, 13, I just quoted to you said? No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. My friend, we all experience the same temptation. Oh, now, now, I understand. It may have a different face, may be experienced in different ways, but at the heart of it, at the core of it, it's still the same temptation. We are at war, my friends. I'm not talking about the current situation in our world's environment. I'm talking spiritual warfare. The Apostle Paul declared, There is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me, Romans 7.23. You will always be tempted. It's, It's part of the Christian life. It's part of life. But you never, listen, you never have to give in to the temptation. Are you watching this? You never have to sin. Other people, other believers, other men, other women have experienced the same temptations you are, and they've been victorious over it. You can too. And if you've not yet heard my personal testimony of my battle for 30 years with a particular sin habit known as lust, porn, and masturbation, and how it dominated my life, and how God gave me the victory over it. If you've not heard that testimony, then I encourage you, go back to episode one of this podcast and listen to it. Or go to my website, thepuritycoach.com. You can, you can see the video of our testimony there. God fully understands 
that sometimes it seems like your sin is going to overwhelm you, that it's sweeping you away in its powerful grip. That's why Paul said no temptation has seized you. I like the word seized there. It means literally to grab hold of and carry away. God's promise to every Christian, you and me included, God's promise to you, my friend, is that no temptation, are you marking this down, no temptation, even though it feels like it's dug its nasty claws deep into you, no temptation is so strong that you cannot stand with Christ in the face of it. Again, let me remind you that Paul unequivocally declares no temptation. Not a single one has ever been nor ever will be stronger than God. I love it when I see the words in Scripture, but God. No temptation, even the one that gives you the feeling of powerlessness, is stronger than God. But God is faithful, my friend. I love that word faithful in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. God is faithful. That word faithful refers to one who has been repeatedly proven trustworthy in the execution of their promises and the discharge of their official duty. In other words, the one who is faithful can be fully and completely relied upon at all times to keep all their word and do exactly everything that they promised they would do. So, I have a question for you. Who is faithful? Who is fully trustworthy? Who is completely reliable to keep every word and every promise they have ever made and ever will make? Who will, with the temptation, help you endure? The answer? God, the Almighty, the most holy, all-powerful, sovereign creator of the universe, your heavenly Father and the Savior of your soul, has promised you that he will give you what you need to endure. God is faithful. He knows about your temptation, and he has promised that he will give you the ability to endure so that you're not crushed underneath the weight of it. He doesn't want you to be defeated or discouraged. He doesn't want you to feel like the only choice, the only option you have right now is to sin. God will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Now, Think with me for a moment. This, of course, does not mean that you're never going to experience a difficult temptation. You're never going to experience a trying temptation. That's not what it means. It doesn't mean that the temptations that you do experience won't seem overwhelming sometimes. It does, however, mean this. Watch this now. God is always in control, even when you're in the midst of a strong temptation. Even in the midst of that overwhelming, seemingly overbearing, overpowering temptation, you still can fully trust in God. He will not permit that temptation to be more than what you can deal with. It doesn't have to crush you. Let me be quick to point out here that God is not the one who tempts you to sin. James chapter 1, verse 13 clearly states, No one is to say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. James 1.13 No, God does not tempt you to sin. But watch this now. He does allow temptation to enter into your life. 
Remember 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has taken you, but such as is common to man, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you are able. He allows the temptation to enter into your life for the purpose of revealing to you a heart issue, an issue that's preventing you from growing closer to him. He's allowing the temptation to show a weakness so that you can deal with it, so you can have victory over it and strengthen that area in your life. Think about it this way. If Satan had his way, that temptation would bring about your destruction. That's what Satan wants. But God uses that temptation as a way to show you, hey, there's there's still an area of self-centered weakness in your life. There's still an area where King Me is sitting on the throne of your heart. There's still an area that that you're holding on to. We need to get rid of that so that we can have a closer relationship. So God is showing you that area in your life that needs to be dealt with so that you can have a more intimate relationship with your heavenly Father. Through that temptation, God is providing you with an opportunity to discover what heart issues you're still struggling with. And in the midst of that temptation, he shows you how to escape how to stand firm in the faith and in the truth of God's word and not be crushed by it, by the, by the sin, by the temptation. So the key here is not in not having to deal with the temptation at all, but learning how to deal with the temptation when it comes. And by the way, temptation will come. That's a guarantee. Paul said, when you are tempted, not if, when. James tells us to consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds, James 1, 2. We will always struggle with temptation. The key is how you handle it when it begins with your mind, what you allow yourself to think about in the midst of the temptation. That's the key. What's going on in your mind? Who is sitting on the throne of your heart? You've heard me say this many times. When King Me is on the throne of my heart, I want, I need, I deserve, I desire, I have to have, I can't live without. It's all about me, me, me. If you look at the temptation with a defeatist attitude, you'll end up being defeated. However, if you see the temptation as God revealing something in your life that needs to be dealt with so that you can mature, so that you can conform to the image of Christ, then you'll take a totally different approach to the temptation. That, my friend, is how God enables you to endure it. Listen to 1 Corinthians 10.13 again as I quote it to you. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. You know, there was a a time in my life when I would read that verse, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and I would fixate on the words, a way out or a way of escape. I, I remember thinking, okay, Lord, where's the exit sign? Show me a door, show me a window, give me, show me a crack in the wall, because I'm out of here. Well, I've since discovered that the way out that God provides is not a way out so that you will no longer experience the temptation. Oh, we would love that, wouldn't we? But that's not what God promises. The way out 
if that were the case, no longer experiencing the temptation, that that way out would not help you grow closer to him. That way out would not help you become more like Christ. That way out won't bring you bring God honor and glory. You, you see, that kind of way out, that kind of escape to no longer have to experience the temptation gives you the opportunity to slip back into your contented king me way of living. That way out makes it easy for you. Let's face it. God isn't always about making life easy, but rather, as you're going through the temptation, focus your mind on godly things. Focus your attention on what it is that God is revealing to you through this temptation. Focus your attention on what it is that you need to do to deal with it. How do I grow? How do I strengthen in my walk, in my relationship with Christ? In other words, focus on his glory, not your pleasure. Well, in First Chronicles chapter 22, verse 19, we read these words, set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Are you doing that? Are you firmly planting your mind, the very core of your being, on seeking God daily? First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11 commands us, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. Are you doing that? Jesus put it this way in Matthew six thirty three: Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Think about this for a moment. If your mind were firmly and immovably planted on the things of God so that even the most tempting and enticing lure couldn't draw you away, your life would be different. Your words and your deeds, your choices, your attitudes, your demeanor, your behavior, everything about you would be different. People would see your life, a life of purity, a life of integrity, a life of godliness. And you know what? (laughs) They would glorify your Father in heaven because only He could bring about such a change. Well, as I conclude today's episode, let me share one last thing with you. No matter what sin issues you may be battling with, no matter where you may be in your walk with God, don't give up hope. Don't quit. Don't allow discouragement to defeat you. God has a perfect plan for your life. God is at work even now, even through the temptations, molding you into the Christ follower he wants you to be. So stop fighting him. Stop trying to take over the process and trust him with everything. Yes, even with the temptations. Lay all of your temptations on the altar. Sacrifice them to God and just walk away. And then open your Bible and read, study, meditate, memorize Scripture. Let God's truth saturate your mind, filling your heart. And as Romans 13 verse 14 challenges us, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and don't even think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. But rather, as Romans 12 2 commands, allow God to transform you as you renew your mind. Well, if this episode, if this Point of Purity podcast is a blessing to you, if it's ministered to you, encouraged you, challenged your walk with Christ, would you please join our team of Point of Purity partners? 
as together we impact our world by equipping and training men and women from God's word how to live in purity, how to be godly and be men and women of integrity. We need your financial support. Your donation to this ministry of any amount will go a long way toward helping men and women find victory and freedom that only Christ can give. So if you would like to support our ministry to give your tax-deductible gift, simply go to thepuritycoach.com. That's our website, thepuritycoach, all one word, thepuritycoach.com. And in the upper right corner of our, our menu bar is a donate button. Just click the button and you can fill out your information and give your tax-deductible gift to the ministry. Thank you for partnering with us. And if you can't give financially, would you give us some time and pray for us? Well, if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, let me encourage you to do so today. I don't want you to miss any of our upcoming episodes. Well, until next time, this is author, speaker, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, he must first be glorified in your every moment thinking.